0: Sunday afternoon, we Hi. went to an early show, which is unusual for us.
1: Yeah, well, we were uh, normally we go to these showings like the Thursday night,
0: but and it's we've late, had, yeah, and we have school the next day, and by school I mean work.
1: Well, that doesn't usually bother. I think it was just a matter of well, it's you
0: because you were home on Friday. Well,
1: but also we had a lot going on the last couple of weeks, and they kind of we just needed a break.
0: We needed a break,
1: and yesterday was.
0: Yesterday was glorious. So we are here now, on this lovely Sunday afternoon, to discuss the new, is it technically a Marvel movie? A Marvel Sony movie? Marvel Sony. Marvel Sony picture, Spider-Man Homecoming.
1: Uh, Yep.
0: But before we get into the movie discussion, as always, we're going to jerk Flash Thompson's father's Audi, very, very roughly to the right left, into the trailer part.
1: To the trailers. Okay, um, so today we only had seven instead of the, well, we've been usually getting eight the last couple movies, but, so we started off with the Black Panther trailer, uh, which I actually hadn't seen. Really? Yeah. Oh. So that was uh, actually kind of cool. It looks good.
0: I mean, it's something different, right? Right. Yeah, I'm kind of into it, and it's nice to see Andy Serkis not as a CG monster, <laughs>
1: Uh, it looks interesting. Um,
0: well, who not... plays the Black Panther? Is it Chadwick Boseman? Is that his name? No.
1: I'm honestly not sure.
0: Oh, I forget his name. But no, he's a really good actor, and I'm I'm looking forward to something different. I'm a little mad it's coming out in fucking February, but... Yeah. Because that's kind of the...
1: The not, let's right. say, the spot.
0: Right. Which is really stupid, but whatever.
1: Nah. Shot Marvel. Yeah, not much to say about it though. It, it's an uh, action superhero movie. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Next up, uh, we talked about this one last time.
0: Well, real quick, it looks like they aren't going to be doing an origin in that either. No. Which I also appreciate. Yes. Because it's like, no, we know we've met the character. Let's just tell a story with the character.
1: Right. There'll probably be a little bit of exposition, but
0: Maybe a little bit, but it doesn't look like it's gonna follow that. This is the first movie about the superhero template, where right? It's, let's go through the origin story and waste everyone's time and.
1: Right, it'll probably be very similar to what we got with Spider Man, yes, uh, which we'll talk about.
0: We will.
1: Uh, after that, uh, Daddy's Home Two. Uh, we talked about that one. If that's on our sadly unknown. T- Wonder Woman podcast. so fucking
0: mad about that. No, that's, I'm currently editing the Transformers. Is it on Transformers? It's on the Transformers. Okay, one,
1: yes. so you'll you'll have heard that.
0: You'll hear our, our opinions. Uh, Read Daddy's Home 2. Uh,
1: so we won't co- go into that one again. Pitch Perfect 3. I've not seen either I've of the other ones. I've
0: never seen any of the Pitch Perfect movies. I liked uh, Rebel Wilson's Make America Eat Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated that.
1: So I don't really have anything to say about that. Mm, no. War of the Pla- War for the Planet of the Apes again. And we've
0: discussed that at length. That comes out, I think, this Friday.
1: Yeah. Uh, Justice League, again.
0: You know, I I really want it to be good after Wonder Woman, and you can't unsee what DC has done, like up to Wonder Woman. But I want it to be fun. I want it to be a good time. But it's fucking Zack Snyder. Yeah.
1: I don't want to talk about Justice League too much right now. Because I have a feeling what's going to come up. With what? In the in the Spider-Man no! discussion. But, um, yeah, so. there, it, It's just, there's like, there's science. There's like glimmers of hope in that trailer. Yes. And it's like, oh, just please do it.
0: But it's Snyder. Well,
1: right. So after Justice League, we got Dark Tower, which I know literally nothing about other than it's a Stephen King series.
0: Stephen King series of books. Um, uh, it it kind of ties in with, like, you read The Stand, right? No. Really? Oh, well, The Stand's a good book. So for the last, like, hundred pages. I've
1: never read just... any Stephen King.
0: But you're, like, a fat nerd. How did that happen?
1: Does he write a lot of sci-fi?
0: No, but that's like a fat nerd thing.
1: I'm, I don't read Stephen King.
0: You don't really read. I guess that's... I
1: do read. That's unfair.
0: <laughs> it's getting all hot.
1: That is not fair at I all. I find
0: it very weird that you have never read any Stephen I'm
1: King. I'm very specific in the things I like to read. Old science fiction. Harry Potter books. <laughs>
0: I think you should read *The Stand*. *Stand* is a good book until the ending, because Stephen King doesn't know how to write endings.
1: But as far as *The Dark Tower*, it looks very interesting. From what
0: I understand, it is a quasi sequel to the series. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's like it kind of ties all of or many of the works of Stephen King. It's, it's like, there's multiple universes, I think, that they jump through. I, I only we, read the first will book.
1: Will we see the Langoliers?
0: One can only hope. But, like, uh, what's his name? McConaughey plays, uh, it's the man in black, but it's uh, Randall Flagg, who's the main villain in The Stand. He's in a bunch of the other Stephen King books as this, he's like this demonic entity that kind of... Passes is prevalent without, in, within the Stephen King universe gotcha
1: uh, and
0: it's uh, Idris and he's
1: a badass in a main role in the trailer so
0: yeah I really hope it does well but it's in August so that's always a moderate concern so we'll see
1: uh, and our last trailer uh, was Jumanji
0: you know and I whatever you know that look like some really <laughs> stupid fucking tropes and shit yeah but one, it's the rock, and he is charming and charismatic, and it's a movie you'll make a bazillion dollars. Yeah, I appreciated that they're changing it significantly right. from the original movie,
1: right. yeah, it it is kind of an interesting concept. that's uh, i'm I don't terribly much care for the casting of Jack Black. Um, I didn't even
0: realize that was him when the photos first came out. (laughs) I was like, oh, oh, okay. I mean, whatever. I
1: don't know who the woman is at all.
0: She looks familiar. Uh, Uh, Do you not like Jeff Black?
1: No, I do. I just, it looks like his character from Tropic Thunder again.
0: So you think he's a coke fiend?
1: He could be. Uh, No, I I think it's fine. I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, you didn't see Central Intelligence, right? I did. I found that fairly funny. Was that
0: The Rock and Kevin Hart were in that? Right. right. Okay.
1: So they have pretty good chemistry together. So uh, from that perspective, I think, okay.
0: I mean, I'm probably not going to see that movie. No. But I what I... Pre- well, one, Sparks Nevada was in the trailer. Yes, he was. Always a plus in Erica's book. And I like that they're not doing it as a board game. They're doing it as a video game. And they're really... They're significantly changing it. I mean, it's been... A minute since I've seen the original Jumanji. Yeah. Which I think was based off of a book. Could be. I want to say, but yeah, it's been a hot minute since I've seen that movie. But I did like that it's like, no, we're doing things a little differently. So that's that's good. Yeah. Again, I probably won't see that because it just doesn't really look like my kind of thing. Right. <laughs> so let's screech out of the trailer park and into the main feature, which, as we said, is uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, Robert, what did you think of the movie?
1: Overall, very positive. I Uh, really liked it. It was was a lot of fun. It really built the character of both Peter Parker and Spider-Man very well.
0: I think it really captured that, like, Spider-Man, as you traditionally know him, is a high school student dealing with high school bullshit and having to juggle being a superhero at the same time. Right, I think they really nailed that kind of that aspect of the character.
1: Right. They 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 just got I mean, it, the idea that Sony would ever make uh, mm-hmm. another Spider-Man movie on their own, right now.
0: Oh, right now it's just like no, you can't. No, do
1: that. you can't. you oh, to. No. Marvel has to be there.
0: Marvel yeah. has to give you a guiding hand. Because I'm. I didn't see the Andrew Garfield ones.
1: I didn't either, so I can't really speak to him. I've heard he's a great Spider-Man but a horrible Peter Parker. And that was, you know, was kind of the opposite with Tobey Maguire. You know, he was always a, he had the great awkward young guy thing even though he wasn't.
0: Was nah. he in high school in the first one for like the first couple scenes and then they graduate okay. and they're living in this like New York loft and, and they, yeah, going to college. So I think
1: he had more of the Peter Parker character. He was okay as Spider-Man. But, well, in the second
0: movie, which I still maintain is one of the greatest superhero movies of all time, uh, he like doesn't have the mask on at all in that movie, very, very little.
1: <laughs> so, this this movie, I I think they had both parts of it, and mm-hmm. they melded the character together, versus other interpretations where they've been very separate. Yeah, you know, Tom Holland, it was awesome.
0: Yeah, he was great. Well, I like the way they kind of covered Civil War for you at the beginning. Right. Like, uh, because, let's be real, everyone who was going to see this movie has probably seen Civil War, I would assume. But I liked the way that they, like, okay, just in case, like, here's previously on (laughs) the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know? Mm. I really, I I enjoyed that. Yeah. um, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Civil War. Such a good movie.
1: Well, and I, you know, I think... One of the big criticisms of the Marvel Universe has been the villains. Um,
0: Well, because they're very throwaway. Right. With the exception of Loki. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like, "Eh, okay, yeah, whatever.
1: Loki, the Guardians had. The Guardians 2 had a good villain. Mm -hmm. And Michael Keaton. Killed it.
0: Oh, Michael Keaton's just great. And I appreciated they didn't kill him at the end. Yeah. I appreciate Anytime you don't kill the villain at the end, it's like, oh, okay. Well, because we're fucking superheroes. You
1: know what? I, I was thinking about this as I was watching, as we were cutting through the end, and I was like, Spider Man's a better Batman than Batman. <laughs> and
0: Michael Keaton's here. <laughs> <clears throat> well, because it's like, again, and I think you mentioned this in the car ride back home. That's kind of what a hero is kind of supposed to be like. Right. You know? Like, no, yeah. He's... At the very end of the movie, the uh, uh, vulture is trying to get away with this uh, Stark tech, and his vulture thing is malfunctioning, and it explodes. And Peter could just be like, well, fuck you, dude. But no, he cares about his daughter. Which I didn't see coming. Maybe I'm a fucking idiot. But uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But, um, yeah, he could be like, oh, well, fuck him. You know, he's made my life miserable the whole movie. Fuck him. No, because he's a fucking superhero. So he saves him. Right. What a novel fucking concept.
1: Right. I think it's been weird, you know, with a lot of these movies where you've got isolated incidents. Like... When you look at uh, Avengers 2 and Sokovia,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like you've created an end-of-the-world situation where you can't save everyone. Okay, that makes sense.
0: But they make a point in the to movie try. to show them trying to save people.
1: Right. They still try.
0: They do that in the first Avengers 2, where they're actually trying to save people. And I know some people have bitched about that, like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. No, it does matter. Because you have to show that. Right. Because they're fucking superheroes. Right. They have to, like, no, we, it's the whole point of doing what we're doing. It's not all about, like, and and I like the, uh, it's not always the big world ender bullshit. I mean, with those Avengers movies it is because you've raised the stakes to such a point that it kind of has to be. right? But this wasn't that.
1: No, not at all.
0: Which I liked. Yeah. You know, these were, like, stick-up guys, well, they didn't even start out as stick-up men. Was, I like the way they tied it into the Battle of New York from the first Avengers.
1: Oh, and it's a very uh, the whole buildup of the the villain is very realistic, right? You know, it's like someone's coming in and taking our jobs. What are we gonna do?
0: <laughs> oh, he probably got it for Trump, didn't he? Unfortunate <laughs> Michael Keaton's <laughs>
1: character. political commentary with bob and erica
0: <laughs> we I, gotta you know, slip it in there somewhere
1: but it's a very you know it's very
0: Well, no, the way he ta- he was like, no i like bought trucks for this job like we're like we were promised this money if i can't i have a family like i have to these guys have families we need to we need this job right and i just thought well fuck you no not my problem Right. That's a very relatable, like, villain, and I appreciate that. Because usually it's just like, oh, I'm evil for evil's sake.
1: Well, and it, it also, it really sets, you know, the table of, you have the Avengers who are on this, like, lofty plane, and sure, they come down and save us when shit hits the fan, but where are they during the cleanup? And right. we're here taking care of it, and... Oh, right. And they, getting and, shit and, up. You know, he actually literally talks about that right. in the movie. And uh yeah, you know, it's one of those things it's I think it's one of the things that people need to think about more often. And, and not just in movies, but like it, it like comes it's a it's a really nice like sly political commentary in the movie because it's like, yeah. Well
0: it's political commentary without slapping you in the face with it. Right. And it's not
1: being preachy. No. You know, at all. it's not like it's not like someone you know, one of the problems that people have when they're talking about politics, especially um people who tend to uh lean more towards our political beliefs, is you'll come out and you say, Oh no, we have to stop global warming. We have to, we have to. And there's not enough well, all the people who are gonna be affected by it and we're and there's not enough there's not enough consideration for everyone.
0: No, no, right. But, I mean, there are... I mean, we can... Do political talk, Bob America. There are new jobs there. They're just... You have to be better about your message. But... Well, mes- that's I, the point. Right. It's messaging. Right. I don't want to get into a whole... No, it's a...
1: Whole, it, this isn't a political conversation. Oh, i kind of
0: becoming one, though, Bob. Not,
1: it's not. It's not. I'm not trying to take it there. I'm just trying to say, this movie does a good job of... Of, point, skir-
0: of skirting that. Of yes.
1: skirting it and point, kind of pointing it out and saying, hey, if you're compassionate and you keep this in mind as you're well, trying to do saw the better that thing
0: at the during the mid credits sequence. Right. Because it was okay, he saved my life. Well, any Keaton's character uh, kind of established that. Mm-hmm. Cuz there's a point in the movie where Spider-Man saves his daughter, which again, it didn't even cross my mind that he could be her. That could be his daughter. No, so, that
1: was kind. Of, it was a nice twist.
0: Peter's crush in the movie—they don't introduce Mary Jane or anything like that. There is there's an MJ at the end of the movie. I don't remember what her name was though.
1: I thought it was Michelle, and I when we come back to that, yeah, I've got yeah, thoughts. Yeah. But
0: she says, "Oh, people call me. My friends call me MJ." At the end, and it's right. like, "Oh, I see you, Marvel." I also appreciated that they went in a different way with that because it was just kind of like, yeah, we we don't need the love interest. You could do the dumb little like. Yeah, we're going to go to high school, like homecoming together. And that was fine. But yeah, I like that didn't even cross my mind. The uh, vulture's daughter is in Peter Parker's class and he's it's the girl that he's crushing on. So when like they hit you with that, because uh, Peter asks her to homecoming and he goes to her house to pick her up and um, Michael Keaton opens the door, it's like.
1: Well, because at first I'm like. Oh, oh shit what did he do right, right. but then
0: you're like oh no but well, that's her dad <laughs> oh shit okay right. i liked that though that was interesting that was an interesting way to tie it up
1: right and you know it, it shows
0: and genuine i mean it shows genuine end,
1: humanity i
0: mean genuine well and it's like okay now i see what the stakes are for this guy right you know he has a wife he has a daughter he and he references his family quite a bit in the movie that's why he's doing what he's doing Right. I mean, he's going about it the wrong way, but that one guy did deserve to be vaporized. Kind of a prick. Like <laughs> liked how they brought in, like, the Shocker, a very, like, low-tier, like, Spider-Man villain, but I appreciated that. Because when they first showed the gauntlet, I was like, oh, that's kind of like the Shocker's thing. And then I was like, oh, they said the Shocker. <gasps> it's almost like they've read the book and not just perused the Wikipedia page. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, and uh, having a villain that you can kind of empathize with and you can feel for makes for a better movie. That's why Loki is such an effective villain. Right. Even though the Thor movies are kinda of boring.
1: Yeah. But Loki's great. It's a relatable character. It's, you know, someone who's just trying to get by. He's not trying to take over the world did or have kill a everyone. Really
0: nice house though.
1: That was a really
0: nice I house. I will say that. I thought that was a little like okay.
1: Right? But it makes sense.
0: nice well, construction guy in New York. He's doing all right,
1: right? <laughs> so, so yeah, the characters were great. Uh, the, the lead characters. If, t- if start looking at the um, your side characters, that douchebag. What was it? Flash?
0: Flash, yeah. yeah.
1: I want to punch him in the oh, face? Oh, he's delightful though. I
0: like that. you supposed Flash. to, right? Because he's a douche.
1: That's good when they actually build him up to a point where, like you. Do genuinely hate them mm-hmm. um
0: i did like that they didn't go like full bore like bully with him though which is right. kind of an asshole right which i appreciated because a lot of the times that i'm not saying that bullying isn't a thing that happens but they take it to such a cartoony like you know oh, oh, let me dump you, you know just like dumb shit and i like that they were just like no he's just a dick
1: how did you feel about the diversity of the cast
0: i'm all about that kind of stuff
1: did you think about
0: it, though? Not really. No. No. I mean, exactly. I'm, I'm, well, right, exactly. <laughs> but I'm not also a you know an asshole who's going to be like, Oh, Flash Thompson's supposed to be white. I don't, he's a comic book character. Well, I don't I, care. I was reading
1: something. I, I read a headline.
0: Well, and also, and I don't mean to cut you off, it's New York. Right. New York is diverse. Yes. There's lots of different like folks in New York. Right. So I appreciated that. I even liked him going to the little bodega on the side uh, on the corner to get like a fucking sandwich and yeah. talking to the guy there, and it felt very authentic to me.
1: Yeah, and that, that's one thing that's really, uh, as a as a quick aside, that is one of the genuinely great things about New York. Um, you know, Chicago is so incredibly segregated; um, it is really depressing. Actually, um, New York is much more integrated. And you go to Queens, you know, it's certainly Queens or Staten Island, Um, Manhattan, not as, not really, but, you know, the working class boroughs and neighborhoods, totally. It is kind of, it is cool. And it's nice that they incorporated that and they incorporated in the character. He's a kid from Queens.
0: Right. You felt that they really captured New York well.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, I was curious how they were going to incorporate the trip to, to Washington cuz you see him jumping off the Yeah,
0: that was like in the trailer. It was like, how are you getting the DC Spider-Man? But then I also appreciated that when they when um Michael Keaton is driving them to the homecoming dance and they're kind of his daughter's talking about that. He's putting all the pieces together and they're like, this little motherfucker, is Spider-Man. I really liked that.
1: I liked it for two reasons. One, that was a great figure it out scene. Um, just in the way they shot it. And, right. you know, Michael Keaton's facial expressions were fantastic. And he's not
0: a moron.
1: That's the other part. It's like, duh, you're... F-. Well,
0: that was one of the th- <laughs> We talked about this a lot in when we saw Alien Covenant and when we saw Transformers. It's just like, Alien Covenant, everyone in that movie is a fucking moron. And they all deserve to get slaughtered. Right. So this, it was like, oh, okay, this guy actually has some intelligence and knows what he's fucking talking about. Right. I appreciated that. But I did cut you off. You said you read some kind of headline.
1: Oh, going back to diversity. Uh, yeah, I read some sort of headline that was to the effect of, oh, the diversity feels shoehorned into this movie.
0: And it's like. Not at all. I, I didn't mean,
1: think. they clearly thought about it and they made an effort to be inclusive.
0: But because it's New York.
1: It, it doesn't feel odd, aw- like nothing. You're not ab- like
0: going to like school in the middle of fucking Montana, where it's just like all fucking white people. Like, right. No, it's it, New
1: York. Yeah, it does. Nothing about it fe- felt weird or no.
0: anything. <laughs> all that like- I, uh, maybe like flashed through my head was, oh, okay. Flash is an Indian kid. Cool. All right, his best friend is Asian. Cool. That love interest is is vaguely black. Cool. <laughs> Whatever. I
1: well, I think the point is that you just... You didn't think about it. No, you not at all. You just watch
0: it. The only instance in which I did think about it was like, Donald Glover has to be like some hood, really. That kind of got on my nerves. Mostly because he really wanted to play Spider-Man.
1: Yeah. I, I, it made... I, the char- That characterization made sense, though. Because if he wasn't, why would he be at that gun drop?
0: Well, no, but then... I don't know. I thought he was going to be like... It, somehow it would be like oh yeah this is miles or whatever and then he decides to turn his life around but
1: whatever no uh, i don't know if that's a missed opportunity as much as well, the whole
0: thing is they're never gonna do miles morales in a, in big, a movie in a big budget right he actually released movie i think they've done a couple animated ones with him but yeah. we're never gonna get the big budget studio release and that sucks but that's the fucking world we live in
1: well, and I don't, I don't know that it's so much that um, it, it's a black Spider-Man as much as, I think, Tom Holland as Spider-Man is going to kill it for a long time.
0: Oh, no, I'm not even saying that. I think it's just more of a, people know who Peter Parker is. If you say I'm My- Miles Morales to people, are mm-hmm. like, who? Right. They don't know who that is. Peter Parker has the name recognition. Yeah. No, I, the diversity didn't feel shoehorned at all to me. No. It just kind of... But then again, I'm not an asshole, so.
1: We talked a lot about the characters. Why don't we kind of run through the movie? Sure. So you start. You know, the beginning of the movie is um, was it the the very beginning of the movie was the stuff with Michael Keaton, right?
0: Yeah, you get that kind of um, what would you call it, like a prologue. They show them cleaning up the the mess from. The first Avengers movie. And right. there's all of the, like, alien, like, shit lying around. And the sh- what is it, the Chitari or mm-hmm. whatever. And they're, like, cleaning that shit up. And, like, they-, they got this big contract. And then the government steps in. And it's like, yeah, we're in charge of this now. You-, you you guys gotta go. And Michael Keaton's like, no, I actually, like, spent a lot of money on getting shit for this. We bid for this contract. Like, no, no, I need this job or I'm gonna lose my house. Right. And, again, like you said, that's a very relatable kind of motivation right so then uh government kicks him out anyway he punches somebody in the face which is very very satisfying and they find that they have a truckload of this stuff and they're like you know we're not fucking giving that to them so they're like oh well then let's just hold on to that and we'll make some pretty bitchin' weapons with it and we'll that's how we'll make our living then right and then you cut to eight years later bringing us to the present day
1: they've grown this uh Kind of underground weapons right. empire, exactly. if you will. Well, but the
0: other thing I really liked, that goes kind of like a through line through the movie, was um, we find out that they've sold Avengers Tower because, uh, what's his name, uh, Happy Hogan, John Favreau from the uh, Iron Man movies is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. is here as well. They've sold Avengers Tower and they're moving to that new place upstate, right? Right. So... And then um, one of uh, the vultures guys is like, We have that, like, you know, vacuum seal thing. I mean, I'm me going to keep working on that. And then Keaton's like, No, 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 that's too risky. We can't do that. And that's kind of a through line. They mention it a couple times through the movie. And so that's kind of your final climactic fight, is they use this to get into this um, flight that's shipping all this Avengers shit to upstate New York, which I also appreciate it. Right. I like when like everything kind of ties together in a script, and they
1: did they did it very well.
0: They did, and I don't know if it's because the last couple things we've discussed, with the exception of Wonder Woman, which I thought did that very well as well, like Alien Covenant. I mean, the last movie we saw was Transformers, which was just like <laughs> we just like stuffed the script into a shotgun and like shot it at a wall, and we're like, okay, let's piece it back together and, and right. figure it out.
1: <laughs> uh you know i like uh basically for for the most part we saw everything with tony in the trailers the for the most part. copious trailers uh there were uh, very few bits the bit at the very end yeah. obviously was not um Maybe one or two other things, but for the most for the part, most part,
0: you saw all of what Downey was going to be in this movie, but you knew he wasn't going to be in it a ton,
1: right? So uh, it just one of those things. Like I know we've talked about this a lot. We didn't we didn't need all those trailers. No, no, we did not. We did, it just not didn't. at all.
0: Nope. Like, I, Civil War was the best trailer for this movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it was just annoying. Where are we in the movie now?
0: I mean, we were only just at the beginning, <laughs> at the very, very beginning.
1: Well, we kind of jumped. We kind of jumped.
0: We're jumping all over the place because that's kind of what we do. But, yeah, um. Jump, jump. So, Peter has his suit that, um, Tony gave him mm-hmm. during the Civil War thing. And he's like, yeah, hey, you just keep that. And, you know it's better than your, like, sweats and goggles that you're rocking. And, uh, yeah, just keep that and use that. And,. I mean, a lot of the movie is just Peter wanting to prove that he, even though he's like a fucking kid, that no, yeah, I can handle this shit. You know, and he was like a believable fifteen-year-old, even though Tom Holland I think is in his twenties, but of course, he looks like a child. Yeah, he does you know?
1: You what I I really enjoyed um, John Favreau. Yeah, it is. But it was a it was a nice touch. It's like you know. Peter's texting, uh, happy all throughout the movie. He's leaving him messages and everything, and Peter thinks he's ignoring him, um, but no, he knows they know everything he's doing. Right, exactly. You know, it, it really the part that really stands out is when he's talking to Robert Downey Jr. He's like, "What about the thing? The lady with the churro. Keep doing that," and it's like, "Oh, okay." He's not, a, like, he is trying to keep tabs on him. He might be doing a bad job of...
0: Well, and it's 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 <laughs> Tony Stark doing his Tony Stark thing, where he's very aloof and very, like... But he, he knows. He knows exactly what's going on. Like, he is... And that that's great, because it's like, no, he knows about all of this shit. Like, no, I took you seriously when you told us about those weapons, because the...
1: Yeah, or I was there.
0: One of the trailers, you see those guys, uh, robbing an ATM with the web, some of the weapons that the Vulture's crew has mm-hmm. uh, created, and um, Peter, you know, I think he calls probably happy, right? And he leaves him telling him about it, and yeah, like they follow up on that, and when there is this big weapons deal at the toward the, 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 the middle-ish of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Like the FBI is there, like they're on this, like. He's listening to you, but he doesn't express that he is. And he's a kid, you know, Spider-Man is an impetuous kid. He's like, no, you know, I can do this and you're not paying attention to me and you're not listening. And it's like, no, I actually am. You're just being a bit of an idiot. Right. (laughs) But I also appreciated that that's kind of like, if you read those old Spider-Man books, that's, Spider-Man got his ass kicked a lot, you know? Because he is, he's young, and he's still learning, and it, they really captured that in this movie very well, I thought.
1: And they did, you know, very well with showing, because through a lot of the movie, they built up kind of, you know, he's this young kid, and he just kind of thinks this is all very cool, and he's not really... You're not sure if he's really understanding the gravity of the situation,
0: right? What it takes to be an actual like
1: hero. But you know, then when he runs out of the homecoming, when he had his out, and he says, "No, fuck this. No, right. I'm gonna go do what's I right. To do what's right, exactly. It's the hero moment.
0: Right, exactly. You know? Exactly. It's crazy how that works." <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> And what I don't understand is, why is that such a hard thing for other films to grasp?
1: What films are you talking about, Erica? Oh, I
0: wonder. <laughs> like, I always come back to that, that moment from Batman v Superman, Calling Dawn of Justice, where Clark's talking to his mom, and she's just like, you don't owe them anything, Clark. And it's like, how can you misunderstand this character so... So badly. What's his
1: response? He just doesn't really say anything. He doesn't
0: say anything because he's a fucking idiot in those movies.
1: Yeah, because it's like... I could... I could very much uh, envision Aunt May saying something very similar.
0: But to me, that makes more sense. But Tom would say... That makes more sense to coming from Aunt May, though. Because she's like, you're all that I fucking have. Right. Uncle Ben's dead. You know, no. I...
1: It makes sense. Right. But... Peter would come back with, no, this is my neighborhood.
0: Right. Right. Because he has, like... But that's that's the whole point of fucking Superman. Right. Yes, he could crush us all like bugs, but he cares about the Earth. Because he grew up here and he learned to love it. Right. That you don't owe them anything. Fuck you, Diane Keaton, or whoever the fuck played that role. <laughs> it's infuriating. Well,
1: and I, I, I really liked... Um, what was his friend's name?
0: Oh, I honestly have absolutely no idea. But I, I enjoyed his friend.
1: His right friend there. was, re- it, it It was like, it was very much, it really captured that whole high school thing where that kid's like, oh shit, I want to talk about this. I right. want to tell people tell you're everybody. Spider-Man. Right. And it's like, no, you
0: can't do right. that. Well, it was a believable friendship too, though. You know? Right. Like, it made sense why, like, they, they were buddies. Right. They needed to uh, throttle back on the Star Wars stuff, though. <laughs> that they were like, "Oh, oh, so if we're dealing with Marvel. That means we can reference like all of the Star Wars now, right?"
1: How so, many pieces was the Death Star? A lot,
0: it's like three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> No, but when they're just kind of fucking around and he's got, like, the Spider-Man mask on. Like, yeah, you'd be doing that if you were, like, chilling out with your friend or... Right. Yeah, I, I enjoyed their, their uh, them together. I enjoyed that thoroughly.
1: Um, so was there... I, I think one of the interesting things throughout the movie was, you know, at a certain point, um, he gets his friend to unlock the suit. And it mm-hmm. opens up like tons of possibilities, and
0: with Karen, Karen, <laughs>
1: um, and what I thought was weird, and you know, especially from Tony, from the perspective of Tony, is you know he wanted him, he clearly wanted him to learn how to use the suit and everything, and, and
0: before he gave him like the full capability,
1: right? But it didn't seem like there was any structure to that training.
0: Well, I think it was more just, here, take this, let's see how you do. Right. And then, you know, we'll kind of reevaluate in six months kind of thing.
1: Which I could totally understand why that would drive someone nuts.
0: Oh, it would make me crazy. Right.
1: It's like, give me goals and, like, things to do. Right, no. Training. You can
0: understand why Peter is frustrated. Right. It makes sense.
1: Things making sense make a better movie.
0: That's weird. The way that works, isn't it? <laughs> I just yeah, I know, cause and I don't know if it's just these these directors and these writers who read The Dark Knight Returns and are like, oh yes, that. That's just what we're going to do for the rest of time. It doesn't always have to be like dark and dour and just no joy at all. You know
1: what I mean? Right, because if it is, it's not enjoyable. No, and it has a place. It, it certainly does. does, but it can't be every movie. Everything can't be that exactly, and, and that's the problem. Like you, if you're doing a universe based on that, where everything in the universe is like that, that's a shitty universe, right? You know, because Marvel has their movies that have a more serious tone and. You know have bigger implications but, but even you... the
0: movies that have the bigger implications like winter soldier and civil war like but there's moments of like oh fuck like this is really like serious shit right. but there's the levity like that scene in civil war where it's falcon and uh the winter soldier are sitting in the car when he's taught when captain america is talking to it was it agent 13 he's like hey can you move the seat up yeah <laughs> 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 And they're just kind of like you know yeah there's that
1: because uh, they're people and pe- you know they're you you can't as a person if you're just going around all the time and you're dour and deathly and everything super serious I don't know, it's like, just it's
0: boring it's right. boring is what it is right and it can't all be the Dark Knight Returns Dark Knight Returns is a great comic but. Meh a long time ago, guys. It's like thirty years ago now. Let's move on. Right. But I think they did well with this because it never got to a point where. I mean, the scene where Michael Keaton is threatening, uh, Peter Parker because he definitely has a gun in his hand. He does. I really appreciated that. Yeah. Where he's just thinking about blowing this kid away in the back seat, but he's like no, you saved my daughter, and I'm willing to give you this, this one opportunity to save the people that you love in your life, and... Yeah, like you said earlier, that's that moment where Peter's like, mm, nah, can't. Can't. Gotta do it. Right. Now, the only thing that I wasn't crazy about was... Um, I thought some parts of the fight on top of the, uh, the Quinjet okay. were a little jumbled and a little hard to kind of make out what was going on. Sure. You know?
1: Yeah, just from a visual standpoint. I... Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I get it. I mean, it's, you know, you're on top of a fucking plane and yeah, it's going to be a little like whatever, but yeah, some of that was a little bit too unclear, right. I thought. A little hard to follow.
1: Well, and here's here's a tie-in for you. That jet crashed at Coney Island, and we know that the Cloverfield monster comes out of the water from there. So, so what
0: you're presupposing is Tony Stark is responsible for the Cloverfield monster. Yes. Okay. Yes. I haven't watched that movie in a while. It's a it's not a good movie. But it's an enjoyable movie.
1: Yeah. Uh well and like you see the one thing another good part of the one good part of that scene though is you see not only is he concerned about the jet crashing into the apartment building, um, but he also uses his knowledge to to get around the situation. Like you can see him manipulating the flaps of the plane, so you know you you establish in the move in, you know throughout the movie that Peter's a very smart person.
0: Right. Well, didn't they have that scene in like physics class where they? We just kind of something similar to that, and he's like, oh no, yeah, you do, you do this, and that's yeah,
1: right. So, so yeah, he's
0: a smart kid. He knows right,
1: and he about. uses that knowledge not just at the, the decathlon or whatever the academic. Academic. Kid. Yeah, but also in real time,
0: right, 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 right. which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool.
1: It was fun. All the stuff with Aunt May was fun. I she's really, hysterical.
0: Marissa Tomei is the fucking greatest. Um, I appreciated that they really leaned into that. Like, but it's Marissa Tomei, Aunt May. Like, Aunt May doesn't look like Marissa. No. Tomei. <laughs> 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 but they really kind of throttled up on that, right? Or, oh, here's some sweet rice. Oh, we didn't order sweet rice. It's okay. little way. right. <laughs> well, what is, I don't remember what Tony says in, like, the first part where they're making, like, the video for her. But he says something very inappropriate. <laughs> it's like...
1: What are you wearing? You're something right. skimpy, hopefully? <laughs> That's not appropriate. Like,
0: <laughs> what, the, what the fuck? I, I appreciated that they really leaned into that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I like that they ended the movie with her, like, in the doorway. What the?
1: <laughs> well, and that, that'll that be interesting for whatever comes next, because now she knows. Right. You know, so.
0: Well, and it's an interesting way around.
1: Because Peter, throughout this whole movie, is the worst at keeping the secret.
0: I mean, he's, just, he he's trying, but he doesn't there. know. Right, what right, he, right, right, right. Well, and his aunt, and they get part uh, where he loses the Stark internship, his aunt is like, you know, I know that you, like, leave the house every night. Like, I'm not an idiot. Like, right. I know that, and I know that, you know, I know this, I know this, I know this. What the fuck's going on with you? Which I appreciated, because it's that whole, even with uh, with Tony, you know, it's like, oh, you didn't, you know, pay attention to me when I try to tell you about the weapons. Yeah, I did. And I was doing something about it. And you fucked it up. So thanks. No, I I appreciated the... Because a lot of times I feel like in kid movies, adults are made to seem like buffoons. Right. And this, it's like, no, these are competent adults who are... know what they're doing, and it's just you need to trust them. Because they have listened to you, and they do, yeah, they do know what they're doing, so. Right. Can we talk about the Captain America...
1: Of oh, the post credits thing,
0: that and the little videos that they had oh, throughout the movie,
1: yeah. Which
0: Animal Burris was the uh, gym teacher, which I also appreciated the cast. That's who
1: it was. Yeah, I was. I was like, I know who this guy is. Yeah. I know who this guy is. I can't put my. I really yeah. liked
0: the guy from Silicon Valley, Gilfoyle, as uh, the teacher that goes with them to the uh decathlon. I forget the actor's name, but he's in a bunch of other stuff too. That's just the only. It's weird to see him playing, like, sincere. Because on, uh, Silicon Valley, he's just, like, the most sarcastic. Oh, yeah. So it was a little, like, disconcerting. <laughs> but, um, no, those was, like, it was, like, these Cap- like, these Captain America videos that they have throughout the... That are, like, dumb hi- like videos that they show you in high school, like, about... Like, oh, it's the Captain America strength test for gym class! And in, what was the other one, um... There was the one for detention that yeah. starts going into like health class, like you're going through a lot of changes right now. <laughs> but they you have one at the very, very end in the post credits where it's like, um about patience and yeah, just being like, Yeah, you guys wasted your time waiting. But and then he kinda looks off screen and he's like, How many more of these do we have to do? But I appreciated uh the one where Hannibal Bur- uh Hannibal Burris is like, um, uh, so, yeah, I guess you still have to watch these. I'm pretty sure Cap is a war criminal, but whatever. <laughs> just, just watch it. Don't care. They got that disaffected high school teacher, <laughs> like, very well throughout the course of the movie. I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Like, in the shop class, where there's the really loud, like, noise, because Peter's fucking with the Chitari thing. Right. And the teacher's, like, reading a book, and it's just like, keep your fingers clear of the blades. and yeah. Totally ignoring it. Yeah. You know? I appreciated that greatly. Yeah. Um... So where would you stick this? I mean it's I don't know if this is
1: Oh, it's the it's the great it's Marvel the, movie ranking.
0: I, I wasn't gonna say the Marvel movies, I would say amongst the other Spider Man movies.
1: Oh, against Spider Man movies.
0: I mean I I don't know did you see the Garfield ones? No, I didn't. I did not. Them. I really had no interest. Uh, no. To me Spider Man two was kind of the pinnacle of the Spider Man movies, and I haven't watched that in a long time. Mm. But I saw that fucker like five times in the first week it came out uh really really dug the hell out of that movie um and spider-man 3 is just one of the most disappointing catastrophes i think i've ever witnessed on the movie screen i haven't revisited that either though so i could be right very very wrong but emo peter parker dancing Made me kind of that
1: was the one with Toby or the, the Topher, right? yes, Topher, Topher Graces. Yeah, Venom. no, that you could that just tell garbage. that they
0: were like, No, you need to put Venom in this movie, and they they just shoehorned Venom into the movie, and it was garbage, right? Well, and then Gwen Stacy was there for reasons. reasons.
1: Um, the, the mm-hmm. Toby McGuire movies they were much more comic booky. Um,
0: Willem Dafoe in that first movie is that yes. Ending. Though the first movie has one of the worst, like, scenes where they're on, it's the Green Goblin and Spidey and they're on a rooftop mm-hmm. and they both have their masks on and the Green Goblin is talking to him and he's really animated and it just looks like someone has two action figures and they're like playing with their action figures. Um, I, I do enjoy the first movie though.
1: Yeah, I thought the first two um Toby movies were very, you know, they were fun, they were good. Um
0: uh, I like really think the second one I thought uh, Dr. Octopus was a great villain.
1: Mhm. Uh they're both great movies. I don't they're very different movies. Like I said, you know, they're more comic booky. This is more set in a realistic world. Mm-hmm. Um where it's more and it's also more developed. You know, because well, because like, you
0: have this this universe that they've created that's all around
1: it, right? So
0: you're aware of well, and fleshing it out with uh, Michael Keaton's character and showing what there is, right? This affects the little guy too, not just you know. Right. There's there's consequences to these actions,
1: right? So I don't know, I don't know how I would compare them. I think, uh, just from my gut reaction i think i'd be more inclined to watch this one again before going back and revisiting the other ones Mm -hmm. um because they were fun i enjoyed them when they came out but i've never had a strong desire to go back right
0: exactly i can respect that
1: Mm um how about what do you think where does it sit for you
0: I would stick it right up along... I think, because, again, I have a a special place in my heart for the second Spider-Man movie. Uh, I would say this sits probably right up there. This was a really, really... It was a really good superhero movie. Yeah, overall. And a really, like, just well-written... Like, even the little things. Like, when they had... um, uh, When his friend has the little Chitauri thing in his backpack. Mm -hmm. And they mention just kind of in passing that oh it needs radiation to like go off and he put it's in his backpack and he puts it through the metal detector the the x-ray machine and it does get that little radiation that's a little shit like that right i love that stuff because it's like oh okay i'm being rewarded for paying attention to the movie right and they're paying attention to the script that they're writing Mm -hmm. you know so it's like oh okay cool you know we're actually doing shit here right no and i appreciated uh just like the little goofy shit too like when he's running through the streets of dc or that whole uh sequence where he's going through the the backyards in the suburban neighborhood because it's just like when he like shoots the web and there's nothing tall to like stick to and he's like (sighs) and you see him running through the golf course trying not to get sprayed by like the the um, what do you call it? The sprinklers, like right. that kind of shit. Yeah. I love that kind of shit, cause it is it's Spider Man, and he just keeps getting kicked and kicked and kicked. But the whole point is, no, I'm, you know, the city depends on me. I'm here, and that's this is what I do.
1: Right. Well, and not only does it add um, you know that the running through the suburban neighborhood scene. Not only does it add a bit of levity to the situation, um, but it also is. You know, it adds to character development and to, oh, wait, he has to learn when he's not in the concrete jungle, he's got limitations.
0: Right, right. And Well, and just that there's people in this world. Like, there's, like, people in the houses that you're exploding. Like, right. even the guy with the little sandwich shop on the corner, you know? Like, we had a scene, like, where Peter goes in there. That's where he goes for his lunches. Or, right. you know, he stops in there. He knows the guy. And when his uh chop gets like blown up peter runs in there to save him it's shit like that you know like there no there's actual consequences to these actions when when did we really
1: turn the corner on paying attention to collateral damage in these superhero movies after man of steel i was gonna say that would probably be it because it was so egregious
0: right right because even in that first man of steel was what do you remember what year
1: no. Because
0: that's kind of important to the point I'm about to make, so...
1: <ex-American2> he Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. do 2013.
0: Like that was 2013? Yep. Okay, and then when did... The Avengers came out in 2012, so... In 2012, you got the Avengers, and we see them making a point to be like, Okay, I'm gonna go- like, Cap went down, he's like, I'm gonna go and make sure these people get the hell out of here, so they don't die. Okay? So then a year later, we get Man of Steel, where it's just... Neh. Neh. Okay, well, this thing's here, but I'm gonna go to the other side of the planet, and I'm gonna deal with that machine, and I don't really give a fuck about this entire city being absolutely decimated. Because eh. Well and then I'm just a superhero, it doesn't really matter. matter.
1: Well and then in Avengers Two with Sokovia, you know, they you know, there was a lot of collateral damage in that movie. But then that played out into the to the plot Mm -hmm. of the upcoming movie you know, in Civil War that was a big part of it. Oh right. This right, right,
0: right, right, right. So it's, well, and they tried to do that in Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice, giving Batman the motivation. Right. But then, like, all through the movie, they're like, oh, well, they're in a non-populated part of the city. You know, you don't have to do that. I don't- that. Show me. It's not a matter of it being populated or unpopulated. It's a matter of the fucking hero giving a shit about the people that he's supposed to be, like, the whole point of these stories, like, it's in the name superhero movie hero they're right. supposed to be like heroic and give a shit about people. right
1: because i mean you, you're not always going to be in a situation where goku can drag vegeta out into the middle of nowhere no. and fight him like sometimes your villain is not going to play ball and you have to fight here but then i mean you have vegeta to do- only
0: went out there because it was a little corpsey where they were so i mean
1: <laughs> fine <laughs>
0: no no that's fine but then there has to be like
1: you have to do what happened in avengers where they're taking the effort
0: i need to see superman actually being like oh fuck there's people here no you guys gotta at least attempting to save people right not just me yeah whatever don't care right
1: we're so we talked about how it ranks uh amongst the spider-man movies where do you think it falls on the ranking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe?
0: I think it's in the, the upper echelon, I would say. I mean, I really liked it. I don't know that it's... I like it better... Because the Captain America movies, to me, are the kind of end-all, be-all of the Marvel movies. Um. And, you know, Gar- both of the Guardians movies are, like, outstanding. And that first Avengers movie is is great just for the visuals of, like, you know, these characters being right. like, screened together for the first time. But I think Spider-Man's right up there.
1: It's no Thor.
0: No. <laughs> well, the Thor. first Thor isn't terrible. It's that second one that's just, like... <sighs> at least you got Colson in that first one. And there's, like, some shit that they're trying to do. And...
1: Can fucking Colson come back to the movies...
0: I think it's really, really weird that with all of the, like, knowledge and whatever that, you know, Tony Stark has, that he has not figured out that Coulson is still alive. And I get that they want to keep the television and the movie stuff separate, but...
1: I mean, there was a period of time where, like... I can't remember how much of the last season of uh, Shield you watched.
0: I've seen up to. I think right before uh, the LMD ending. Okay. So I have a couple episodes. So
1: you've seen the stuff where, like, Shield is back in the public eye and.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So Shield is back in the public eye. There's no way Coulson is staying hidden. Right. Like. Right.
0: It doesn't make, and I think they're just kind of like hoping like people don't like think about that at all.
1: But I mean, and you don't have to do much, but just acknowledge it.
0: Right. Just an offhand comment or something. Because it is just like.
1: Or have him show up in a post credit scene.
0: Right. Something.
1: Right. Be like.
0: Have him be like on the horn with like fucking uh, Star-Lord or some shit, you know? Yeah. Just something.
1: No, it, it's infuriating.
0: Yeah. Well, and I'll give them until, like, Infinity War. If he doesn't show up in Infinity War, then he's not showing back up in the movies at all.
1: So, what do we have between now and then? We have Thor
0: Thor, and uh, Black Panther.
1: And then Infinity War. I
0: believe so. Okay. Yeah. Because Infinity War, I want to say, is next summer.
1: Mm -hmm. So, they've got quite a lot to try and tie together. For Infinity War. Ish!
0: I mean, I think you'll get a fair amount with Thor.
1: Yeah. Because
0: it looks like we're doing space weirdness with Thor. And Mm -hmm. I really don't think all that much of the movie is going to take place in that, like, battleground place. Like, I think, um, where Jeff Goldblum is. Right. I think that's going to be the movie that kind of does the heavy lifting with tying it.
1: Right, because you're going to have... you got to somehow bring guardians into the mix which i would assume is happening in Ragnarok
0: yeah right because i mean because there
1: was no tie into the universe well and you had guardians Jeff Goldblum
0: too. in dancing in the credits in that movie
1: yeah, it was. which
0: is like okay he was either on set to do some filming or there was some cross filming going
1: on yeah so i would assume that uh black panther uh, for all intents and purposes, is kind of its own thing. Like, there were a couple of uh, reference, you know, obviously with, um, in Civil War, you know, they tied it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the whole thing with Wakanda is, is kind of its own. Well, and they world. had, what's his
0: nuts? Uh, whoever Andy Circus is playing. He was in that. He was in Age of Ultron.
1: Right. Because they were looking for Vibranium.
0: Right. Which is a little bit better of a name than Unobtainium, Unobtainium or Transformium. So, Which I read was apparently a thing in Transformers 4.
1: Of course. Yeah. We should watch that. Should we? <laughs> no, we definitely shouldn't, but I feel like we need to.
0: Just to complete the set.
1: Just to say, uh So when Transformers 6 comes out, we have the knowledge.
0: 5 was the final one,
1: though. it was the final chapter
0: even though we ended it like the way we ended it
1: go listen to our transformers podcast
0: it'll be edited hopefully before this one is posted it's been a bit of a slog getting through it
1: um any final thoughts on spider-man
0: um i would definitely watch it again and i'm kind of stoked to see how he ties in to the overarching stuff we've got coming up because i'm very interested to see how Infinity War is going to work. Cause there's I'm just curious. so many moving parts.
1: There's a lot of moving parts. And, um, you know, Spider-Man, of course, he's got, you know, superhuman strength. He can take a beating. Mm-hmm. Um, but they already showed limitations of his character in this movie. And at the scale of Infinity War, you know, at least what they're kind of building to, it'll be interesting to see how they can how they can fit him in there in a way that makes sense
0: say that it is possible because in oh yeah what is it x-men avengers versus x-men was Mm. this big like uh multi-part series they did uh, marvel Mm. did a few years ago where um uh, a bunch of different characters are infused with um uh the phoenix
1: yeah
0: and um Spider-Man, at one point, does go up against one of the characters that's imbued with the Phoenix Fire. And he holds his own. I mean, he gets his ass kicked. But it's, yeah, it's it's interesting. But he, yeah, he's capable. So Right.
1: It's just a matter of doing it right. So Marvel, just, if you are listening, oh yes. these are the things we're thinking about. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely. No, and I like the Russo brothers. Yeah. They've been, done do good job. with the last two uh, Cap movies, so I'm not... Too yep. overly concerned. So, definitely go see this. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was nice to actually see kids in the fucking theater. Mm-hmm. And not be like, oh, fuck. Like, worried for the little children, you know, when you're sitting there. Because this was pretty pretty breezy and light, and it was a good time. So.
1: Yeah. And it seemed like a packed house.
0: Oh, it was definitely full. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, we went to an early show. I
0: was surprised it was as full as it was the 10.30 show. But it's Spider-Man. Everybody loves Spider-Man.
1: The only thing I kind of had a thought about was, you know, now with like Fandango and the theater we go to is Pick Your Own Seat.
0: Which is the greatest
1: Yeah. The only issue I see is like, you know, I was looking at tickets yesterday and Friday and, you know, I'm looking at theaters and I'm like, oh, there's only front seats available. You know, I'll just put, oh, we'll go another day. You know, and I wonder if um, that could be a problem for the theaters or if, you know, people just show up to the theater still and if people aren't using Fandango and picking their seats out of the I mean, what I think do people it.
0: do actually just show up sometimes, but to me, it's just like. Right. Why, why would you do why that? Why would you do that? So. But. Yep. All, All right. right. So uh, we will be coming to you either before this or. Depending on when this goes up, uh, we will have our first new episode of Beyond the Red Waste in over a year. Yeah. We will be doing our preview of the new Game of Thrones season, which starts uh, very, next very week. shortly. Next week. And yeah, we'll be recording that uh, probably right after we finish up this, so. Yeah. And then I have to finish editing the Transformers one, and we have to figure out if we can't save the Wonder Woman podcast. Aww.
1: Uh, <sighs> but we are going to try and get... Uh, keep- to a more regular schedule
0: yeah well we kind of we're a little nuts with the kitchen remodel yeah and all that and that kind of took up our lives for the better part of a month and a half yeah. so so stuff is a little more back to normal now so right.
1: so we're looking for a more regular schedule and if we hit periods of uh kind of lulls in movie we've talked about maybe doing like rewatches of old movies or other stuff so mm-hmm. yeah um, definitely So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, Also keep an eye out for uh, Improvised Weapons. Which
0: does have a normal release schedule. It does
1: have, yeah, every Wednesday. Every um,
0: Wednesday.
1: You will get a uh, new hour of their uh, D&D campaign uh, from our wonderful friends in Vermont. Um, And yeah, that's it.
0: Uh, Definitely go see... Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming was a great movie, uh, highly recommended. Um, I also enjoy our new opening and closing music provided by uh, Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. The song is called Mining by Moonlight. And we've got a little bit more information about that in our credit section and on our website. So go to his uh, page, Incompetech.com, and check out uh, all of his music. He's got uh, royalty-free stuff there that you can use uh, for any uh, creative endeavor that you are uh, working on there. So uh, thank you for listening, as always, and we will see you next time. bye, bye.
1: Bye.